0: Hello, I'm Nick Verzolini, and welcome to Pursuing the Dream. This program will focus on the careers of three WMU alums and how they've made it in the sports broadcasting industry. Marshall University provides many unique opportunities for its journalism students to cover 15 varsity sports and learn the skills necessary to have a successful career. These unique opportunities have helped many sports broadcasters perfect their craft while learning through experiences. If you've listened to a WML FM sports broadcast over the past 40 years, one may recognize these three names Randy Lee, Doug Birdsong, and Adam Cavalier. These three alums have all gone on to have successful careers in sports broadcasting. We'll begin today's program with Randy Lee's story. Lee is the current voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers.
1: Walker stage in the
2: game. Junior out of Tampa. What a story he's been. They take a toss, sweep the to walk to the left, and they bomb it down the middle to Jack Core. He makes the catch. He's running. He's to the 30. He's to the 20. Jack Core to the 10. Holy moly! A 69-yard touchdown pass to Jack Core Pearson from Ty Story, and WKU now extends their lead over the Arkansas Razorbacks to 27 to 7. Tavion coming across the timeline five seconds ago. He's right at a key. He drives. He puts it up. He scores. Holy moly. And it's a foul on Old Dominion. They foul Tavion. Tavion lays it in. And with three seconds to go, the lead is at once for Western Kentucky University. Tavion did it. Tavion did it. Joshua
1: Simon is now in on the second down and six-point call. Kentucky will we'll
2: fake it. Fire over Little Simon. Makes a catch down the middle, 40, 50, run Joshua run, 30, get a block, 20, 10, five, holy moly! How about that substitution, Leo? They bring in off the bench and he catches the ball and goes 78 yards and scores! Jones down the left sideline, cross court pass picked up by Tavion, and you can open up the doors and let the usher's in, this show is over! Tavion picks it off and dunks it! And with 11 seconds to go, the Tops are winning by seven. No time left, untimed down for the bowl title. Here it comes, right foot through. Get there, get there, get there. It's a kick for the Asians. Corey Munson has won the bowl game with a line drive <laughs> kick from 52 yards away. A lot of do on Dixie here in Dallas. Holy folly. Brunson has won the game!
0: 23 20! 20. When Randy Lee walked onto campus at Marshall University in 1981, he didn't know that he wanted to be a sports broadcaster. All he knew was that Marshall had a journalism program and a student radio station.
1: I got involved in a campus radio station at WMU. I was a freshman, but I still thought maybe I would be a coach and a teacher. But my second year in college, uh, I would try to go the sports casting route. I grew up as a kid listening to games all the time. and. And listen to sports announcers on the radio, but I, I guess I never really seriously considered it until I was a sophomore in college and then. Um decided to quickly get into it and get immersed.
0: While at WMEL, Lee had many great experiences, including being a part of the first trip to cover the Southern Conference Basketball Tournament.
1: That was a memory I'll never forget, going on the road and staying at a hotel. And when I was a kid, you're listening to games on the radio, I would think, man, wouldn't that be great to broadcast for some school and travel and you go to a different city and stay in a hotel and go to a different arena. So that's really the first time I'd ever done that. During the
0: summer of his sophomore and junior years, Lee worked for the Charleston Royals a single-A
1: baseball team in
0: Charleston, South
1: Carolina. If I would not have interned with the minor league baseball teams, I never would have received a break when I did. I don't know if I would have ever been able to make it. So that was the most important thing I ever did was send out letters to minor league baseball teams during my sophomore year of college saying, I want to come work for you during the summers. Would you be interested? Lee even
0: lived at the stadium during the summers while gaining experience working in minor league baseball.
1: Work there, learning sales and broadcasting a few innings and Uh, that year, the groundskeeper quit, so I had to help out the groundskeeper a little bit. (laughs) Lived in the stadium. They had a little uh, uh, area where uh, they would have parties during the game, and after the game, I would clean it up, and they had a roll-away bed in there. That's where I slept and stayed that entire summer. So after my junior year, I went back and did the same thing. Different living arrangement, uh, but I worked uh, with the same club.
0: The challenges of constant preparation while working in minor league baseball never bothered Lee he says. He always looked at his job as fun,
1: not work. So this day, all these years later, I I can never remember a single broadcast or a game I was supposed to broadcast wherever I thought during the day I didn't want to do it. Not once. So in league baseball, it's 144 games April to the end of August. So I never really considered that work. Always enjoyed it. Yeah, it's constant prep work and you don't make much money. And I always love the travel. I I've never thought about, I want to go somewhere. I mean, driving eight hours to a game, maybe down and back, 16 hours round trip. Hey, sign me up.
0: Lee got his first job working at the same place he interned, which he says shows the importance of making connections searching for your big break in broadcasting.
1: My wife and I at the time went to Florida when I graduated and I stopped in Charleston, South Carolina on the way there and spent the evening with a gentleman I worked with as an intern for a couple of summers and then we were going to go Florida. I was going to job search in Florida, I had all these stations I was going to see in different parts of the state. So I did that for a couple of days and then I called this gentleman asking if we could stay at his house on the way back to West Virginia from Florida, and he goes, Yeah, he goes, How's your job search going? And I explained it to him, and he goes, Well, I'm just shocked that you didn't ask about if we had any opportunities here. And I said, Well, I, you know, not knowing at the time, uh, I should have asked while I was there, but I didn't. He goes, We have a job here if you're interested. And so I was on the back porch in DeLand, Florida, never forget it, looking all over Florida, not finding anything. And he said, Well, why don't you work for us? Eventually,
0: Lee got that break when he was hired by the University of Nebraska. But after disagreements with the athletic department, Lee elected to look for other jobs, landing him at Western Kentucky, where he has been since 2007.
1: I would have no uh, desire to work anywhere else. I think I've applied for two jobs over 13 years, and uh, I haven't applied for a job in many, many, many years, and I really don't have a desire to go anywhere else. So hopefully this will be the only place I will work for the rest of my career.
2: From the three... Jake's back, lobs it right side, caught by Andrews, back to K1, caught! K1 running into the inside! He He's He He has won the game! Woo! On September 15th, 2012, the grass is red in Kentucky! A throwback pass from Andrews to K1 Jake's, and the Hilltoppers have just pulled off their biggest regular season win in 99 years of football.
0: Currently, Lee is the voice of the Hilltoppers and says he couldn't get where he is today without his experiences at WMUL.
1: You know, I would never have made it in the business if a WMUL didn't exist or if I didn't come here to be a student because I was able to broadcast games and practice at it and get somewhat at the level where someone would give me an opportunity you know, at the ground level. So it meant everything uh, for me to, to be here at WMUL.
0: When Western Kentucky joined Conference USA in 2014, a new rivalry was born between Marshall and WKU. This has created an interesting dynamic for Lee.
1: People used to ask me, who are you going to root for? Are uh, you going to root for your alma mater? you Are you rooting for the school that you're working for? Most of the people from Marshall would ask that. And I would always tell them, and still to this day, I mean, I would never root against Western Kentucky University in any sport. But it's fun to come back, come back here and visit friends. And, uh, of course, when I was here, uh, Joan C. Edwards Stadium wasn't around. Those are bars over there where I was at. You know, I, I never experienced uh, Jones C. Edwards Stadium My Henderson Center, my freshman year, was the first year the Henderson Center was built. So I was there for the very first year of the Henderson Center.
0: Lee believes that one of the best things about his job is hearing feedback from other broadcasters and fans.
1: It's easier now to hear other broadcasters' work than it was when I first got into the business. I mean, if you didn't live uh, in California, you didn't hear Los Angeles Dodgers baseball on the radio. No way. There's no Internet. So now, with XM Radio and everything, you can hear announcers and you'll, you'll get feedback. Uh, like the other day, uh, the Eastern Kentucky announcer, he and his wife are driving back from vacation and listened to the last few minutes of the WKU bowl game. And he just sent me out a text message a day or two later just expressing uh, you know, how he felt like I was able to handle that particular broadcast and do a really good job. And those moments, I guess there's just not one there, a lot of them where... Other people who are in the profession and fans uh, uh, hear the games and coaches and, and comment on it.
0: Lee advises students that want to make it in sports broadcasting to take advantage of opportunities while also gaining real-world experience.
1: I had my first broadcasting job. After my freshman year of college, I went back to my hometown of Grafton, West Virginia, and did Little League Baseball, the radio. I did that during the summers and work construction. So that would have been 1982. So really since 1982, I have been employed in some way, shape, or form every year as a sportscaster.
3: So very fortunate.
0: Lee's friend and 1987 alum Doug Birdsong is currently the voice of the Bucknell Bison.
3: Ball reverses to Brown to Moore. He'll drive inside. He'll jam it with the right hand. The zone opened up and Moore flushed it in. Bounce pass over to Badmus in front of the half court strike. With the ball, Badmus dribbling down low, pushed by Giddens. Kicks out for a bend court, left corner three. Bingo! And he was pounded! So does with a long leap pass to Cestina In midair! He lays it off the glass and good! Nate, you! have now become my hero. 28-6 Temple, under four minutes left, moving clock. Here comes a blitz by Temple on his second and eight. Trelonzo has time, gets hit as he throws. It's a one-on-one play, and it's going to be complete! Complete! Brendan Sanders, you're the man! He'll take it inside the Temple, 20, and be wrestled down at the 18. Stina will get it, gets grabbed, throws it up at the left hand, gone! And he was fouled, (laughs) and he shows the gun to the fans. 15 to shoot, 225 in overtime. Ison with the ball on a three-point lead. Kinsey pulls a string on a three, big goal! And he was F-O-U-L-E-D, that's spelled, foul. Oh, my almighty, ring it up! You Maple Leaf Marvel, you!
0: When Birdsong was going through the job search process, it was Lee who helped him attain his current position at Bucknell, where he has served as the voice of the Bison since 2000.
4: He told me that a friend of his, who was the person who really kind of founded, in my opinion, founded the Bison Sports Network, Bucknell University Radio, uh, that he was going to take the job at the University of Massachusetts. And so I had applied, but they were only going to hire someone for an interim basis for basketball and I did not get the job then. That would have been in the 99-2000 year. And so then they opened the job up, and Randy Lee again said, hey, it's open again. I go, well, Randy, I didn't get it last time. Should I apply again? He goes, yeah, sure, because it's a little different. So I did. Well, lo and old They hired me, and so I've been here for this is my 20th year.
0: Birdsong originally wanted to be an artist, but listening to Frank Gardena call Marshall games inspired him to want to go into sports broadcasting.
4: I kind of grew up following comic books and stuff, and I think that was kind of the area that I wanted to kind of lean toward. But I remember listening to Frank Gardena, who is a Marshall grad and for a number of years was the play-by-play announcer for Marshall, calling both football as well as basketball games on the radio. And for whatever reason, I just thought to myself, like I said, about halfway through my senior year in high school, hey, I think I'd like to do that. And that was the path that I chose.
0: Birdsong has many great memories from his time in Marshall but one that stands out is Bruce Morse's historic full-court shot versus Appalachian State.
4: I remember sitting at court side, and I remember him letting the shot go, and I remember looking up at the centerung scoreboard right as the clock just turned from one second to zero, the end of the first half, and the ball probably missed the bottom of that centerung scoreboard by about a foot. And then I remember looking to my left where the other basket was, and it went in. And I stared at that basket for a second. Then I looked back up at the scoreboard. Then I looked back at the other end of the court and I thought, you've got to be kidding. He just made a full court shot. So that was probably the neatest memory.
0: During his time at WMEL, Bertson had the opportunity to work with many great friends and appreciates the guidance he received from faculty manager, Dr. Charles G. Bailey.
4: You get every aspect of the business and you have to think your way through it. It's not like somebody goes and sets up equipment for you or fills out paperwork for you. Dr. Bailey will help or the student manager will help, but it's basically you. You have to go and, and do all of the work that you would need to do in a commercial radio station setting. So I think that it gave you just the greatest background. After
0: graduating from Marshall in 1987, Birdson began working at WTCR as the sports director before moving on to AVC Communications, where he called games from Muskygum University along with local high school games.
4: Go to a school where you're going to get a lot of experience. You know, Syracuse, there are a ton of people I've run into who graduated from Syracuse, and obviously it's a well-known institution, and it's, it's a great institution. There usually, not always, but usually has to be a connection for you to get in to their communications school. And then, I just don't know how much experience you gain unless you're considered, in their eyes, the best out of the best. But a place like Marshall, Dr. Bailey will always allow people to learn as they go. And that, in my opinion, is the best way to go.
0: At Bucknell, Birdsong has called every team sport. For sports outside of football and men's basketball, Birdsong has recently given other broadcasters experience in the field.
4: So I oversee our bison vision. So I try and allow some other people to come in, some of the local folks around here. I try and get them to do the games so that they can get paid, number one. I don't get paid any extra to do the games. But then, number two, gain some experience and to to be able to put on their resume that they've been able to work in a television kind of format, video format, the play-by-play of Bucknell University sports.
0: The recent success of the Bucknell Bison men's basketball team has allowed Birdsong to be a part of some great moments. These memories are something he cherishes.
3: That's the ball game. Let the court storming begin. It's back-to-back champions of the Patriot League tournament. And now on to the big dance for the Bucknell Bison.
4: It's been a neat ride here at Bucknell, something I don't think a lot of people would have Ever thought when I came here that Bucknell's basketball team on the men's side would be as strong as it has been.
0: During his time at Bucknell, Birdson has called NCAA tournament games, Patriot League championships, and a variety of sports. But he says the people he's met along the way has been the most special part of his job.
4: It's been great to call some great wins and and games, et cetera. But to me, just to get to know those young men and women and also the coaches and stuff, I mean, this was always my goal to be the voice of a college or university and to be able to hopefully influence or affect some of those people that have come through here, and hopefully I have.
0: on encourages students interested in sports journalism to reach out to professionals to receive feedback.
4: Get to meet as many people as possible. It's a neat fraternity. Um, I think that all the broadcasters that I have come in contact with, particularly in our league, the Patriot League, but even outside of that, you know, it's a, it's a unique bond, and if you get to Know some of these folks, I think it'll help you down the road.
0: We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll have more on Adam Cavalier. You're listening to Pursuing the Dream on WMUL 88.1.
4: The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage.
0: Welcome back
2: into the Soul Ballroom at the Convention Center in Riviera Maya, Mexico. WMUL welcomes you to the mountain town of Blacksburg, Virginia. We are
5: high up here at the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. It's the 2005 Crafts Mac Women's Basketball Tournament. Welcome back to Firestone Stadium in Akron, Ohio. It's the 2005.
4: The first inning, no score here at Appalachian Power Park. Marshall.
0: WMUL FM, Huntington.
1: Hi, this is Reds Hall of Famer Marty Brenneman, and I'm inviting you to listen to the worldwide leader in Marshall Athletics coverage, the cutting-edge sports radio network
0: welcome back to pursuing the dream i'm nick Verzolini. doug Birdson and randy lee represent the early success of wbl under dr charles g bailey who came to marshall in 1985 a more recent success story comes in the form of 2011 graduate adam cavalier cavalier is the current voice of the carson newman eagles
6: Second and goal from the one for the Eagles. Evans takes, trap left side, Wimbush. Wimbush will waltz in. Touchdown, Carson Newman. A hat trick for Antonio Wimbush in the second half alone. His fifth career, three rushing touchdown day. And Antonio Wimbush from a yard out around left tackle has put the Eagles up 47 to 14 with 10.42 to play in the fourth quarter. Evans takes on first and 10, sprints out to the left. Looking to throw. Evans wants the deep ball to Westfield. Can he run under it? Westfield, yes. Completed the 15. Westfield in the boundary. To the house. Touchdown Carson Newman. The Eagles dial up the home run hitter again. Braxton Westfield scores from 53 yards away. And the Eagles are back on top. 13-10 with 33 seconds left in the first quarter. Johnson Wimbush split backs behind Evans. Four man front for the Bears. Evans takes. Keeps it left side. Evans lowering his shoulders. Evans, the second effort, gets there. Touchdown, Newman Derek Evans goes through. Kyle Duggar for six. And the Eagles are within a field goal after falling behind 16-0. 89 seconds left in the second quarter. What a phenomenal drive for the Eagles. 20 plays, 88 yards, and it ends in six, pending Kraft's VAT. Westfield and Moore out to the wide side left. Kelly short side right. Evans back to pass. Rolls left, throws over the middle of the field. Complete to Braxton Westfield at the 35. Westfield on his horse in Wingate territory. Across the 30 and 20. Westfield a man to to beat. Westfield houses it. Touchdown, Carson Newman. Hello world, meet Braxton Westfield. 81 yards for the house call on the third play from scrimmage. Eagles up 6-0.
0: Cavalier served in many different roles during his time at WML. In his last two years, he was graduate station manager. The station went from turning off at 3 a.m. to becoming available 24-7. Cavalier says the success of the station at the time was truly special.
5: Seeing just how many people that were there at the same time I was there went on to be successful in this field. By no means am I saying that I had a hand in it, but... The fact that you had so many like-minded people working together to accomplish great things is something that I'll certainly always pride myself as being a part of. When
0: Cavalier arrived at Marshall, he didn't envision himself as a broadcaster. It just so happened he chose broadcasting over print journalism and orientation.
5: I remember it was orientation, and you, know, you go around, you pick your majors and whatnot, and Janet Dooley, who was, I guess, the assistant dean at the time, I told her, I just want to be in sports. I really don't care what my major is. I just I want to cover sports. And she said, well, we don't have that. I'd recommend you either go in print or broadcast journalism. And I've done a little uh, public address announcing for my high school prior to that, so I had at least touched a microphone. By happenstance on that day, I chose broadcast journalism and went all in on doing whatever I could for WMUL and the Page Fit School of Journalism. I haven't looked back since.
0: Cavalier was able to win 257 awards during his time at WMUL. Which helped him prepare for his job as the voice of the Carson Newman Eagles.
5: It was everything, and, and what I do for a living now—that there isn't a thing that's involved in that job that I didn't have some level of experience with through my time as station manager, as production director, training director. The experiences that WME Well provided me were, and still are, invaluable to what I do day to day in my job at Carson Newman.
0: Before earning his job as the voice of the Eagles. Cavalier worked for West Virginia Public Radio and the Marshall Radio Network.
5: If you're going to improve, you do have to, to pick up on little kernels of truth from everybody that you encounter. That's from a guy that is still one of my mentors, and Steve Cotton, even on down to Frank Stowers, who still works at public broadcasting, as one of their on-air hosts. I mean, I'm always looking for little nuggets of truth that can help in, in some way, shape, or form.
0: An interesting part about Cavalier's path is that former voice of the herd, Stan Cotton, and current voice of the Thundering Herd, Steve Cotton, both had stints as the voice of the Carson Newman Eagles.
5: Both Stan and Steve stuck their neck out for me in the job interview process here, and certainly they're still beloved around Mossy Creek, and they're what they say holds some weight. So that helps.
0: Cavalier is not just responsible for play-by-play, he also serves as the director of athletic communications. It's helped Carson Newman grow a larger social media presence and produce more video
5: content. It's challenging. I think the biggest thing is we've hired wonderful people within this department that has lent ourselves to a lot of trust and a lot of success. Each individual within the our athletic communications team is driven and wants to operate at a, a high level that produces championship material.
6: Triggers into Perez in the backcourt. 16 and 15, Perez brings it across the timeline. Far side, 12 and 11, Perez with the right hand. Switches over to his left, eight and seven. Over to the Sanders left wing, five and four. Sanders for three, left wing! Dead Eye! From long distance, 1.6 seconds left. A three-quarter court heave off the backboard from Dillingham, oh she wrote! Ball game, Carson Newman! 61 to 58 is Sanders with the stunner from the left wing to beat LR here at Holt. Sanders finishes with 19.17, 18, and 19, the most important of the night as the Eagles get their first buzzer beater of the season.
0: Cavalier is thankful for not only his broadcasting career but his family and support system as well.
5: Having a full-time job as the voice of an institution is such a rarity. That is something that I'm intensely proud of, that I'm doing exactly what I want to do for my career. So that's always a point of pride. And to be able to do that and be a husband with an amazing wife and be a father with an amazing daughter is also something that I take intense pride in. That is even rarer still to have all those components of your life, and I have all those components at age 33, and I've had the job since I was 25. That is something that I, I think is truly rare in this industry.
0: Cavalier advises students to get as many broadcasts in as possible and be willing to try new things in the sports broadcasting industry.
5: I was willing to not worry about doing martial football or martial basketball when I was first there. I understood where I was on the totem pole, and. I I did an entire season of martial volleyball because nobody else wanted to call it. And I'm so thankful that others were reticent because it gave me such a good base when I was a snot-nosed freshman who didn't know any better and was just willing to do it. So I think that's the number one thing, be willing to do whatever. You've got all the time in the world, whether you believe it or not, and there's no reason why you should turn down an on air rep. That's the biggest thing. Get get as many reps as you can, listen back to yourself and then seek feedback and commentary always. And to have some people that you trust that have your best interest for your career in mind who can provide you with the feedback necessary to take what you're able to do on air to the next level.
0: Countless people have come through WMEL and have gone on to have successful careers in sports broadcasting. Randy Lee, Doug Birdson, and Adam Cavalier represent that long-time tradition.
1: Jost will snap it. Story
2: looking left, firing over the middle. Caught, and he's diving! And is there a touchdown? Touchdown! They had to wait for a while. It's a touchdown it to at Pearson. They had to wait to see if his knee touched down prior to going over into the black end zone. He has scored on a touchdown pass from Story. It is Pearson's third touchdown of 2019. And the tops are in front 16 to 10 on a slant pass right under the goalpost.
3: Simeon kicks it out and it goes off the shoulder of Langford. Here's Griffin with a steal against Langford behind the back pass from Brown, Shab! Oh my goodness, you've got to be kidding me. Behind the back pass from Brown, jam, timeout Kansas. It's the Bison 18, the Jayhawks 12, 12.32 left first half, and the Bison looked like the number three seeded team at this stretch.
6: Johnson and Wimbush, the split backs behind Evans. Evans takes, fakes the dive, dumps middle of the field to Makarov. Makarov wide open at the 40. Makarov in a foot race. Picks up a block from Westfield. Makarov along the right hashes. Makarov all the way. Touchdown Carson Newman. Trevor Makarov, 79 yards to the house. Well earned for the tight end. Mercy. The Eagles throwing haymakers through the air. And McCarrow finishes it off on the long touchdown from Derek Evans. 79 yards. Mercy. Oh, boy. Eagles up 20-13.
0: Even though Lee, Birdsong and Cavalier have all gone on different paths, they couldn't have made it without working at WML. Uh,
1: when I left here in 1985, the radio stations I would go interview at or work at uh were basically had less equipment than WMUL had so actually the facilities were almost or better for the most part here as a college student than they were in the real world so that was sort of shocking uh my first few years in the real world until I you know, progressed up the ladder was those initial jobs thinking my goodness so uh, we had it better at the campus radio station we have it here
4: in my opinion, I'm biased, of course, but in my opinion, I think WMUL is the perfect fit for any person who would like to go learn about radio and get first-hand experience in doing exactly what you'll be doing once you get into the commercial radio field. Probably
5: my favorite memory is just the people that I worked with. Um, I mean, those are lifelong friends and connections that I made with folks who... Came through the doors of WMUL at the same time as me. Brian Dalek, who, who's an editor now at Runner's World, was one of my broadcast partners and was in my wedding. I mean, it's just the, the amalgamation of memories made with those people that's probably the the number one thing.
0: will do it for pursuing the dream thank you to randy lee doug birdsall and adam cavalier also thanks to learfield img network hilltopper sports radio network bison sports network and the carson newman eagles sports network for providing highlights for fm88 sports i'm nick Verzolini.